Uh, welcome to Making My Wine Work. You're here with Gabriella Rush. Um, she is our um, in-house authority on storytelling and new media comms for wine and wine businesses. Wow. You like that intro? I do. Now I'm nervous. Um, and this is Dave Hines, who is... <laughs> He's essentially the beating heart of the entire organisation. He is co-founder. He is the life source. He is I just the ideas. I can't, I can't grapple with how many things are pouring out of this person. It's just unbelievable. And yeah, I, I have no words to be able to succinctly define you. You're just the everything man. Everything about that makes me want to pause, like stop this and start again. Oh my God, I can't really? Do, no, I can't do compliments. Oh. That was very kind. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I was that. like, oh, now I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's talk. Let's talk shop. Let's talk. So this week we're going to talk about bottles. Yeah. We have had some feedback from some great winemakers and some listeners uh, saying that we um, need better intros. So that was our intro. It went from a minute and 20 seconds. Fuck. Get to the point. All right. Um, So we're going to punch through this in half an hour. Um, and we're going to give you some timestamps at the end about what we talked about so yeah. that you can scrub forward and listen to the ones that you're interested in. Um, if you want to, uh, if you're not familiar with all the kinds of wine labels out there and you're not a winemaker or you're just starting out, um, check out the link, uh, below from Andre Houston Mac, Houston Mac. Um, he kind of talks about the different styles of wine labels and what that says to the market and to other songs. Uh, we don't need to cover that. Beautiful. Um, right. I do want to talk about range, though. Are we okay. done with that? Okay, yes. Uh, so yes. how your label relates to your other label. Right. Where it sits within your story. What chapter mm. is it expressing? Correct. Correct. Okay. Now, you're only doing one wine this year? Only one for the moment, but yep. this is it's going to be a, a lifelong uh, endeavour, so mm. there will be other branches that I will be mm. Growing, so, so you do want next vintages wine to have some sort of tie in with this vintage, yeah. Wine. If it's not the same label, um, yeah. for the one specific Sangiovese that I'm doing, um, the other wines that I have kind of in the works, I don't want them to be the same label, but I want them to be the same feel or story or complementary. Nice, so, the logo in the same spot, exactly. Yeah. Logo still stays the same, but yeah. like there is differentiation between each item. Mm. And that is a personal stylistic choice because we have seen that many labels, even though they have a suite of uh, products, they may have the exact same label and just change literally the words on it to say that this is Sangiovese and this is what's Chardonnay and this is Malbec. Yeah. Whereas I want the imagery to be remarkably different. Nice. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So recognisable feel, recognisable theme, but very different Variation. visuals. Yes. yes. Gotcha. Um, I think a great, um, range to talk about this is, uh, Tidy Town. Ah, yes. From Alex love. and Rob at Little Brunswick Wine Co. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love these guys. <laughs> um, they've been a huge supporter of Sauce Dutch Shop and they also are just a supporter of, like, minimal intervention yeah. wine and they do Local a winemaker's pro- yeah. project, all that sort of stuff. Their Tidy Town range, they only release once a year. It's, um, fruit from, the the story behind it was that uh, the fruit was going to go into the bin. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex was like, I'll take it. It was some semion. He was like, I'll take it and I'll put a picture of a bin chicken on it. Bang. Um, story made. Yeah. Saves, it. saves it from the, from the rubbish. Yep. Um, sustainable. Sustainable. And then Hilarious. He, he branched out into Instagram and was like, if you pick up 10 pieces of paper around your... 
uh, neighborhood, mm-hmm. like um, for, like little kids do. Yeah, I feel like before you come in from uh, lunchtime, from, play yeah, yeah. come on, everyone, play yeah. twos, pick up ten pieces. Yeah. Yes, that time. Yes, Miss Rush. Yes. Um, so if you do that off your own back and then take him a picture to send a picture of it to him on Instagram, he will then give you a discount. Oh, next. love that! Uh, cool, what a clever right? little interaction. Keep your town tidy. That's it. Keep your town tidy. But he has. You can check these out online. But uh, he has. Um, now a range of birds. There's a bin chicken. There's a goose. There's a um, spark. What's the sparkling Shiraz? Um, lorikeet. Yeah. Uh, there's a galah. There's a I cockatoo. Love the yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of sit really well together because the bottles as are all. As a flock, some may say. As a flock. Mm. Bottles are clear flint. They're all in crown seal. They've yep. all got a round label. Yep. The ra- labels are different color. They've got different birds and all the different color. Brilliant. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him go into a tasting, show five wines, and people buy five cases of five wines. Perfect. Like, it's... You want the range. When you see the range, you want the range. That is a very strong selling point, is the fact that the complementary wines to the portfolio actually genuinely complement each other. Which is awesome. Because you don't want sore thumbs. You don't want things sticking out as sore thumbs to be the, like, contentious weak point that it's like, this isn't going to work with the rest of the what I'm selling. Mm. You want it to always complement your selling. Because it, it feels jarring from a buying perspective to just see a kind of haphazard, messily curated space, right? It, mm. it, you, you, you're wanting it to be like, okay, if this is drawing from my attention, the left and the right around whatever it is that's drawing my attention also should be complementary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just psychoanalyzing that that in terms of my personal buying and stuff there's certain feelings that you're like there are dead corners or dark zones you're not incorporating engaging labels or brands or whatever Mm. you're never going to get anybody going to that area or that part of the store that's so true so i feel like these guys have just like absolutely that it's like you naturally want to range their product and um merchandise it because mm. they all complement each other you want to put it in a row and, and, yeah. and make people realize and also just like the subliminal messaging of if i'm going from the red wines to the white wines to the sparkling wines and i'm seeing these birds that are obviously distinguishable as mm. like part of the, the same winemaker um very clever. It's very mm. clever. That's, that's planting bird seeds in hey. the room. Oh, my God. All around the bottom puns. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Sorry, Alex and Rob. We're, we're I know. I love stuff. it. I love it is what I'm saying. I love it. Um, some really smart decisions. Um, they did. They priced it, um, I think, like a dollar cheaper mm. LUC than, or, or maybe a couple of dollars cheaper than their Little Brunswick Wine Co. Okay. range. Yeah. Which um, are in burgundy bottles and have corks, which is um, a really good way to be like, hey, you can support this. This is just a little thing. This Mm. is just like the Kinder Surprise at the checkout. It's like, it's not real chocolate. (laughs) Like, these are just little ones that you can buy 25 cases of. You know, it's. um, And it does, like, isn't that interesting that just from a, like, from an in uh, your own intuition or your instinct that you're looking at Brunswick, uh, Little Brunswick Wine Co. labels and presentation and going, this screams premium, and mm. then Tidy Town and going, this screams approachable. Yeah. This one is, the, like, this clearly is, like, the fun and don't think about it. Mm. Um, and it won't 
uh, intimidate people, mm. whereas the other one does have an element of a little bit more seriousness about it, I would say, like positively, but yeah. yeah. So um, I'm also clever. reminded really quickly, uh, just to, to jump in from Tidy Town, um, Emily Kinsman at Equines. Yeah. She does a lakeside Syrah that, or she calls it like Syrah number one or something. And, you know, on the shelf at a bottle shop, you'd see it for like 30, 35 bucks. Mm. Um, and it's a, a um, I think 10 months uh, in barrel. Yeah. And then she's got her Matilda, which is reserved fruit, and she puts it under, oh, sorry, that's under Stelvin. Yeah. Um, and then she's got her Matilda, which is a reserve Shiraz, which you'd probably find for 60 bucks. Mm. And it's got like this textural green label, a cork, and a green wax dip. Ooh. And she's putting both of those out there yes. as a very clear thing to be like, this if you want to spend $35, yep. here's my $35 wine. Yep. If you want to spend $60, here's my $60 wine. And my advice to any winemaker out there is like, make a $100 wine. If it, like, put it in a, like a wooden box and burn something into it and put silk Gold sheets leaf. on it. Yeah. Like make it a gift box. Because, yeah. because it's then, experiential. It's yeah. free. It demands the price then. People are in tre- Like they're going to want to spend more yeah. on it. The and you could times, make a total of six. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so that they're there. There is the psychology of, um, I don't know, back in my dad's days, uh, when we would be selling a premium bottle of wine and people would not purchase it because it didn't come in a box was unbelievable to me. Whoa. So the fact that maybe, for people example... People would be like, where's the box? Where's the box? Like, where's if the a, box? If a bottle of Grange doesn't have its Grange box, like, you're stuffed. Like, this is the whole... This is such a... Yeah, people pay for the tissue paper as well. People pay for... Well, I know. When they you want a Penfold tissue Henry paper. tissue paper. Exactly. Oh. But these, these elements are so important to the layperson that is purchasing possibly a premium product because mm. they want to impress or it's, it's a gift or it's meant to scream like this... Uh, ostentatious prestige, let's say. So, mm. yeah, do the like go all out. Factor it into the cost. Why <laughs> it is a hundred bucks? Like it's it's got a little book that explains a... its heritage. Like oh yeah, the little the, the little, little yeah. Uh, I just so had an idea. That, yeah. Um, put a bottle opener on it. Oh, put a fifty dollar Murano um, bottle um, opener on it. Wine key. Oh my god. Yeah. And it comes, it comes, it comes with it. It comes with it. You, you, the entire experience is set. Well, this is why I also Dude, people like give will be boxes. like, I got you a, I got you a wine and an opener. Oh. People will be like, sick. The amount of time, like, I know that I'm going to segue, but to Verve Clicko, but the, the gift box of like the Verve celebratory, uh, New Year's Eve special or something that it was like the bottle of, like you could get a bottle of Verve plus two champagne flutes or something to go with it that that people and people love it people fang it they're yeah. like oh and small frothing. brands don't need brands, you don't yeah. need to be big to do this no no you actually don't because yeah. i think that there's there's charm in that because we wouldn't expect it from small ones yeah so if if you are actually providing that i don't know like mm. And you can get on Etsy, you can get on Instagram, mm. like look up hashtag Craftanoon and you just find heaps of people doing cool stuff. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, I'm going to steal that idea. Well, it's like... You can dip cardboard in paint and it looks like it's real fancy it's and expensive. We call this art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really gosh. glad that you brought up Verve. Okay, yes. Because um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, shelf. Okay. 
So once once you've you've gotten into a bottle shop and you're sitting on a shelf, mm. what else are you going to be sitting next to? Yes. And the person walking past that shelf, what are they? What are they seeing? I think Verve's a great example. Well, of that. I I mentioned Verve because it was such a deliberate um, decision to go for that very gold orange color, mm. like. Sunburn. Madame Clicquot. I've forgotten her name. But yeah. the widow Clicquot, she... The nun. She was a nun? No, 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 no. no. She's she... a whore. No. There's, there's only two choices. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. We might cut that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, no, she married into, like, her, um, I think her surname's like, it starts with B or whatever. Anyway, and she married Mr. Uh, Clicquot, and that's how she acquired the... The, the winery. Okay, we're going to produce her in with us. Um, and I think you just had an amazing point. Can you, can we go on Yeah, that? talk to us, Leah. We, we, yeah, <laughs> we, we have another voice in the room. Yes, hello. Uh, where, where would you like me to back up to? Uh, Memorabilia. Memorable. Oh, yes, it's, I find myself uh, sitting in the back producing, obviously. But, um, <laughs> and giggling, mostly nodding um, and agreeing as as a layperson, not in the wine industry, but thinking about from a, a buyer perspective, what are you looking for when you're walking into a bottle shop and what are you taking home and what kind of experience do you want to have? Pieces that are memorable and why you want to go back and purchase another piece of a brand, why you want to go back and get a different bird because you want the entire set or you're intrigued because you saw two of them and you, you know, you saw mm. the third, but you didn't want three bottles of wine. You know, mm. it, there's yeah, so yeah, many yeah. different pieces. You know, having... It's almost like breadcrumbing. Exactly. Like you're, you're, yeah, coaxing them to continue the experience. Yeah, mm. and, and it's a way to build brand loyalty as well, right? Oh, love it. I love that. Um, my, uh, a friend from, uh, who was a burlesque performer, uh, would always talk about all the references that he has in, in his show, uh obvious to the people who know those references mm -hmm. so he layers in mm -hmm. like 10 20 50 100 references that uh if you don't know them you won't under I'm you won't say, clock no. yeah. that you've missed a reference but if you get it you're in and it's that memorabilia uh, that me memorable moment where you're mm -hmm. like ah oh, that that clicks yeah yeah, yeah. that verb clicks mm -hmm. that verb clicks yes what you guys were saying, uh, ways to elevate your know, sense of bottle of wine and just, again, giving the consumer more reasons to purchase your item mm. and more reasons to go back um, again and again. Yes. All right. So why do we go back to Verb Click Yeah, ah, talk us through it, ah, Gab. Very deliberate, obviously, as I was saying before, about the colour because most champagne labels of its time were plain white, well, like a creamy kind of colour because they couldn't really for back then. Gotcha. So there was a, a push into becoming something that was memorable, something that stood out. It was a colour that kind of screamed a little bit of... Um, uh, I guess like appeal to oligarchs, let's say. It's gold, <laughs> it's regal, it's yep. luxury. Um, and then we see it popping up in like so many other references and nowadays where it was just like on ab fab and it's like 
even if you don't know champagne houses and stuff, like you can remember that, oh, that's that, that one with the orange label. Mm. So it's it's very clever to kind of associate. Uh, I mean, we see this type of branding in, in associating a colour with a feeling or a colour with a emotion or a colour with a political party or a colour with like a food group or something, mm. that these, these triggers are very important. So from, I don't know, a branding perspective, I think the colour that you use. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately as we've, we've been talking about, like with um, many more traditional uh, wine areas that have to go with their AOCs, so their mm. appellations that um, allow them to call their wines a specific thing or get the notoriety to be from a particular place, they're actually quite limited with what they can put on the label other mm. than the words. Yeah. So, And even those words have to be a specific hierarchy. That's it, exactly. Mm. Which, as we said, check out Andre's link. He'll mm. spell out for you because I can't be bothered. Yeah, um, neither can I. <laughs> yeah. But I know, I, I just think, I think that is a very, for, from my, from, yeah, being on the other side and establishing a brand, I'm like, what are the colours that I want to associate with and what do I exude as those colours? I'm currently wearing a bright yellow jumper, mm. but I don't want to be associated with Clive Palmer. So um, let's just like, yeah, I don't know, colour. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think when, um, when you're also thinking about shelves, mm. like your bottle on the shelf, um, or a verve, a verve bottle on the shelf, and you you see that iconic colour, and the other champagnes yes, next to it yes. are, are a little bit duller. They become it, well, they they actually they become washed mm. out amongst each other. So when you do have th- three or four other cream white labels next to them, obviously your eye is onto the orange one. This mm. is like your so make it as easy for yourself as possible Mm. because if you have to try and sell it just on an image and you can't sell yourself just on an image how are we ever going to know um but i mean there's also like uh as you were saying um leading to lists and how to sell yourself on a list because that is not a visual cue yeah if you take all the visual out of it you're left with what you look like on a wine list which is where the french aoc kill it because they're like oh my god we know that place yeah obviously gonna go for that so Mm. um a verve click clicko would be um envy yeah because it's a non-vintage um, product. Mm-hmm. Um, the vintage one isn't orange, I don't think. No, it's not. If you're going to pay 400 bucks for a Verve Clicker, I think it's black and gold, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Or is that Dom? Well, Dom is black know. and gold. I, I, I know that it's a different shade, yeah. at least. <laughs> uh, so the non-vintage one is... is so it would be NV, um, Verve Clicquot, yeah. Champagne, Brut Reserve. I yeah. think that's what it would... And then the town. Spell house. it out. Yeah. Would you write that? I think you just write champagne on a list. Well, yeah, I, I, it depends. I, depends on the thing. Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to go into specifics of champagne, of like Epinay versus Rose versus yeah, like yeah. all these things. Blah, 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 blah. Flex. Flex. Mm. But I think um, that's where some, um, I don't know, if, you're, if your wine's just called um, uh, Tom's Shiraz. Yeah. How do I distinguish you amongst all the other Shiraz? Yeah, like someone has to, the person writing the list has to kind of decide how to sell it. Mm. And that's your call. That's your product that you put your blood, sweat and tears into. And then you're just letting like someone 
who knows maybe a lot, but maybe a, not very much about your brand. Mm-hmm. I think you're hitting upon something that is so crucial in terms of if you are a winemaker trying to sell to a venue, where your wine is going to sit on the list in price point is obviously curated by the, I don't know, sommelier or the venue manager or something. Mm. And how they word it is going to be into, like so important. It's going to be huge. And in my experience, it's often like the ones with the le- least amount of words are the least popular and the ones with the most amount of words or maybe just like there's that sweet spot because it's like if there but is... an impronounceable word? Even if... Won't like, get ordered. No, but if, if you say like it's from um, this town in this area in this country, people kind of straighten their back and go, oh, like it's a... It's a it could just be like a, I don't know, a Grigio from Puglia or something. Like mm. it could be something very, very entry level. But the fact that you've distinguished and broken down the layers... Yeah. I... For some... that Some people can get bamboozled by that and mm. feel, oh my God, it's fancier. And are more likely to maybe purchase it because they mm. think that they're getting something better than what they're used to. But I don't know. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So including, I, we don't have, um, I guess, or I, I, in my experience, uh, an identity around microclimates in Australia and where these like sub-regions of regions, mm. but we're starting to kind of use that terminology and I think it is very powerful. Like, and one of the main ones that I would think of is like saying Upper Yarra versus like... It's Upper Yarra, baby! Yeah, and the moment that you start saying that, people go, Ugh. yeah, Upper Yarra shard, like, woo! Mm. So, and that even that's a psychological little yep. thing because like it's upper. It's upper. Like you don't even know. No, you don't exactly. even to know the Yarra Valley <laughs> the to be like, oh, that's probably better. That's a bit lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah. And and also the concept that you are building story with every single one of those. You are saying so people aren't just going, oh, it's wine of Australia. Mm-hmm. It's a wine of a place from a place. So mm. it's it's. You're like drawing these little lines lower and lower and lower to an actual person and a place and hands that have done it, which mm. I think like both of us can agree that whenever you're selling that's wine, that's literally it. That's it's storytelling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing that I'm really excited for you to start doing, uh, oh. talking to our buyers on Sourced and Ooh. winemakers listening, you can uh, continue this subtly as well. Yeah, email me. <laughs> Talk about um, the headings. Yeah. That your wine is going under. Because if you don't have a chilled red uh, heading mm. in a wine list or a, a shelf in your bottle shop that that says chilled red, yeah. where are your chilled reds? Yeah. And how do, how does a customer find them? Yeah. Like if I go to a... Um, uh, if I pick up a wine list, for example, and you go to the sparkling section and there's just a local sparkling and a champagne... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, oh, so these people just don't buy pet nats or lambruscos or yes. sparkling rieslings or, yeah. or, or like anything that they mm. want. There's or no piquette. or piquette. Yeah, yeah. we got one of those you can buy. Um, I, I would love to see um, like sparkling red under sparkling. Yes, you know, and most people have an orange section now. Yeah, like what a lot of venues do. Some people don't. Well, sparkling rosé, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like put a put a pink uh, under the pink heading. Have sparkling pink. There's, there's so many options. There's so many options. Yeah, 
And if you do that by the glass, people will mm. be like, oh, you've got a chilled red by the glass. Mm. They don't even have to look for it. There's a big heading. No, exactly. You've got an orange wine by the glass. Yep. Or you've got six. That's the place <laughs> I want to go to. Um, all right, we're going to cut this off pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to punch through some real world um, things about bottles. Yes, exactly. Back on track to bottles. Back the actual on track. Physical look of it. Um, height and weight. Yeah. Most cardboard boxes max out at 33 centimetres. I've got a rosé from a, a um, Central Vic supplier in my warehouse at the moment. It um, sits at 34 and a half. It doesn't fit in anything. Uh, You're I have causing to buy... yourself yeah. pain. You are causing pun. <laughs> and yes, it's a signature bottle that they designed. And yes, it does look impressive and it yeah. stands out. But if you aren't prepared to pay extra for all your packaging, mm. um, don't go outside of the 33 centimetres. Yeah. <laughs> Um, buy beware. Buy beware. <laughs> lighter is great for glassware. 100%. Shipping, um, lighter glassware is better for the environment, better for your pocket, better yes. for everything. It will smash more. It, it is highly breakable. So if you're going to get light glass, get heavy cardboard. Bang. You know, it'll still be lighter. It's an equation. <laughs> um, if you're interested in sustainability from a, from a winery point of view, um, Get in contact with, uh, oh, we'll, we'll, we can put you in contact with Hugh and Missy from Humus Vineyard um, in Heathcote. Uh, Hugh's done a full sustainability, like, deep dive into his own yeah. uh, growing and winemaking. Isn't it just, as I, I'd heard somewhere, I might have to fact check this, but I'd heard that when it came to the entire process of wine production, the highest contributor to, like... Carbon? Yeah, is the glass. glass. Big time. Like 40% or something. Yeah. Giant. Yeah. So some yeah. of that's uh, the yeah the the weight yeah as opposed to shipping it in bladders which which yeah. be for bulk wine um, and the other one is wasted space of course because you're shipping a lot of air in every box mm. because of the shape of the bottle yeah um, and there are again there are there are other boxes out there where the where the wines fit in yes. cuter and there's really less wasted like, space shout out to Brogan's Way they've designed boxes specific that are cardboard that fold around their gin bottles that are like. They don't have to use any external packaging. The actual lid itself folds around the bottles and it's a really safe and snug way to uh, distribute them. Like a little egg carton. It's like, well, it's, it's, it's a standard little box of six, but the, um, the lid folds within itself and, and creates visions for each of the bottles so that they, they don't move. Yeah. Um, there still is a little bit of space, as you say, because we're working with squares here and a rounded top. Um, but yeah. It's That's worth interesting. doing. That's very. I would love that. Yeah. I get sidetracked looking at um, these guys who grow uh, plastic in the commas out of mushroom spores. Oh, in any shape yum. That you want. Mm. Um, and Australia doesn't have a um, uh, agent yet for Ooh. for global distribution. So I want to get cough, in cough. on that. Yeah. <laughs> anyone know anyone from mushroomplastics.com? <laughs> Give me a buzz. <laughs> um, just really quickly, um, how are you going to put your labels on? Yes. Think about it. Tidy Town, again, circles, awesome. Bang them on by hand. If they're slightly off, you can't tell. No, bubbles are less. Yeah. If you, oh, this is another thing. Like, when it comes to labels, if your wine is a white wine and it's going in edge, like, um, is it darker colours show up bu- bubbles easier? Because as, like, it, it moistens, as the um, label moistens and a little kind of ripping effect in it. Mm. And if, you, if you've got a kind of plastic coated 
versus just like a paper that's going to soak up. It's going to majorly affect how it looks in the fridge or in an ice bucket. You don't want or... a sweaty one no. or a soggy one. Exactly, or the label mm. lifting. Oh my God, think about it. Think about it. Um, closures. Yes. Really quickly. Yes. Corks are good, but I... I... Um, help out at bottle shops and I get regular comments of people being like, oh, these blinds have corks. And They're people, not common. No. And people yeah. not having even having bottle openers. Yeah. Other, like that is one thing that... Put one on the side of your bottle. <laughs> people will buy it just because they're like, oh shit, this one's going to open I swear to God, that's the, it's the best housewarming gift for anybody because you can never have mm. enough because they go missing. They go missing. Or you go picnicking and you... I've got one on my mm. keychain for God's sake. Like, eh, anyway. Now, um... About all of this, um, we put these in the notes uh, in the little email that we sent out. Lead time for ordering cardboard crowns, yes. glass, labels, blow artwork. Mm. They always mm. blow out. You're always waiting on one aspect of your supply chain. Always double whatever your plan yep. is. If you want to release it in June, plan for it to have it done by May. Yep. And then you'll get it out in June. It'll be great. Um, I think I think that's good. We're going to talk about um, how much the stag from St. Hubert's that could sucks. Be, that could, that could be. <laughs> we're just going to talk shit about it. Oh no! But I think we're going to. You <laughs> can. You can. Uh, winemakers and listeners, just look up the stag from St. Hubert's and just look at it. Okay, it's just so many mistakes all just in a row. Just as a label. But I'm, I'm yeah. also really curious that I want to hear why people have chosen Crown Seal. Um, why they've chosen Crown Seal, why they've chosen Cork, and why they've chosen... Because, yes, on mm. like a simplistic aspect, Selvin's the, what, the, the most user-friendly, mm-hmm. I would say. Yep. That they're the most, like, insured. Yep. That you... But presentation-wise, they're probably... Like they've got a bit of a connotation in countries, in other countries, and it's like quite neutral. It's not like the most exciting mm-hmm. closure. Cork obviously screams prestige. There's a like the Natty Wine movie. It obviously loves the like just the authenticity of it, I guess. Yep. Um, but they are more expensive and they are more uh, risky. Volatile. Volatile, yep. etc. Um, and then you got crowns. And then you got crown seals. And you got and people my... thinking that everything under a crown seal has bubbles. That's it. Exactly. Uh, or they're thinking it's a long neck of beer. So, yeah. as my parents do. <laughs> we like, this I, beer's red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why has it got wine of Australia written across it? <laughs> no idea, Dad. Um, so, yeah, I want to know that. I want to know what, what drove it. Because yeah. Please reach out with your decision. and To gab at source.shop. There we go. Hell yeah. Quick Um, Thanks, guys. Next week, we're going to take apart a cold email from one of our suppliers um, about what you're sending out to uh, a potential buyer that you have never contacted before. Um, And we're going to take it apart and rewrite it um, and do that all live. It'll be super fun. Great. See you then. Bye.